What's up, loves? It's your girl, Jerry Alicia. And your girl, Alicia J. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. So, y'all, we are back for another great episode of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. Um, last week, me and Alicia talked about um, some things. We talked about binding and loosening. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff last week. If you didn't, if you haven't listened to the episode, y'all, I need y'all to, like, stop this and go listen to it, like, right now because it's absolutely amazing. Yes. But we're going to get right into this week's episode. So uh, we have on the show today Miss Cassandra Williams. Y'all listen, Cassandra, she is like the wife coach to wife coaches. She is a minister. She's a lot of things. I don't know everything that she is because I just don't know. So I'm going to let her introduce herself because if I do it, I'm going to mess it up. So Cassandra, can you just tell us about yourself quick? Sure. So I am Cassandra Williams. I'm affectionately known as Coach Williams. Um, and I do, I am a woman that wears many hats. And what I do, my passion is um, helping women develop the skills that they were naturally born with and then helping them to um, gather tools and tips and techniques so that they can build the life of their dreams. And I want you to live in, live in that place because I believe that you can have it all. You don't have to pick and choose who you're going to be and what you want to do. You can just be all that, all your greatness. And so that's what I do as a victory coach because many of us have dealt with trauma and things from our past that we never wanted to deal with. I help you get rid of all that stuff so you can go be great and live your best life. That's it in a nutshell. I love that. So, y'all, let me tell y'all about my history with Cassandra. So, me and Cassandra were, she was a speaker at a wife conference that my friend Takesha Morris hosted. And let me tell y'all, I I wanted to run from Cassandra, and here's why. Um, After the first day, after the first night of the conference, I I was just going to say hey to Cassandra and bye. That's all I wanted to do was speak and do my sisterly part, right, y'all? So I go over it, Cassandra. I see how she's doing. Say, hey, I'm, I'm about to leave. And so she goes, I'm glad you came over here. Y'all, I get scared when people tell me that. I just want y'all to know that. I get scared when people be like, I'm glad you're here. And so Cassandra touches my stomach. And y'all know how I feel about people touching my stomach, right? Y'all know it's a whole thing with me about people touching my stomach. And she goes, wow. it is so Yes. And I'm like, God, I, I'm not here for this. God, I'm trying to get my marriage together. I'm trying to make sure I'm good. I'm a good wife. And you got folks touching my stomach. And wow. so Cassandra says, you know, uh, the Lord told me, has me doing something. And he has me, he has you on my mind. She said something to that effect. And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go, Lord. What What is really happening, God? Because I, I don't know what's happening. And she goes, yep, yep. We gonna be talking, I, y'all. I don't want to talk to Cassandra. Cassandra scares me. Wow. I, I don't want to talk to her. But that—that's the type of power that Cassandra has because she, like, if you know Cassandra in person, she's really quiet, like mm-hmm. extremely quiet, and she's extremely reserved. But when she when she starts touching you and talking to you, you be like, oh Lord, let me. Just let me go find a corner real quick. Uh, so, Cassandra, I just want—I just had to tell on you real quick before we got started with this episode, okay? 
it's it's okay. It, it's okay, but it's part is the all of that is part of my journey though. It is. I believe Amen. that. Yeah. It's all, it's all a part of my journey because I've been there. I, I, I've been there. I've had that journey of don't touch me, don't say that, don't. So when God has me do that, it means something. I've been at the altar and longing for that and looking up at people. And he's like, yep, she's going to be pregnant. She's going to be pregnant. She's going to be pregnant. And that's your assignment. Excuse me. Wow. Mm-mm. See. Come on, God. And then by this time next year, by the spring, I'm sitting there and all of them are coming in with babies. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm like, Lord, you sure? But I'm obedient um, because that, that is one of my giftings and I don't take it lightly when he tells me to release that to anybody. Amen. Now y'all know why I be running from Cassandra. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> now y'all know. Okay. But Cassandra. Don't run. run from said, her. You need to rerun <laughs> it to her. So like I told Cassandra, I was like, I'll run for you, but then I'll come back because I know I have to. So okay. it won't be long. It won't be okay. long. It'll be literally like, like girl, you're doing seconds. the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> It'll literally be like 30 seconds, I promise. But even in addition to that, Cassandra, you have an amazing story with fertility and adoption yourself. Can you kind of go into that with us? Um, sure. You know, I was the, you know, girl that thought, you know, you get married, girl meets boy, get married, have a baby, you know, two and a half kids, you know, two kids, the dog, picket fence, and you're good, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So... About three, four years in, my doctor, who I went to college with, she said, how long have you been married? I said, oh, we've been married five years. She said, you ain't got no babies? I said, no. She said, okay, I need you to go get tested. For what? Great. I said, okay. I'll go get tested. She says, because you should be pregnant by now. And I went and got tested, and I began to hear words that I had never heard before polycystic ovarian syndrome, yes. Oh. Yes. low sperm count, yeah. pelvis alignment, that your pelvis is off alignment, and gestational diabetes. I'm like, what? what is- wow. I just wanted a baby. That's all. Yeah. And so... All these words. It- oh, yeah, all of those words. And I'm like, what does that mean? IVF and ICSI and all of this. <laughs> Listen. And I was like, Father, I said, okay. So I sat there in the office and I listened to what they said. And I went through every one of the treatments, you know, every test that they wanted me to do. And they came back and they said, look, this is where you guys are. You probably will never be able to have a child through natural means. Wow. Okay. Lord, what are we supposed to do? Right. Well, I had some good, good insurance, right? Hey. So, hey, I go back, I look at my insurance, that was the good old days. They paid 100%, even with fertility issues. That's what's up. So, I thought, they said, ma'am, you need to lose 10 pounds. Oh, I got this. Five pounds dropped, six pounds dropped, seven pounds. Them last three pounds would not move. Wow. I finally lost the 10 pounds, called the doctor's office. Hey, guess what? I've lost the weight. Monday morning, never will forget it. Monday morning, Miss Williams, I'm so sorry to have to tell you, Friday was the cutoff for the last we're doing this year, and your insurance changes. Oh my gosh! 
No way. So now you're going to have to come up with, now we were, mind you, 24, so I'm like 27, 28. We still newly married, okay? Oh, my goodness. You, it was only going to be like two, $3,000, but here's the thing. To us starting out, you could you should have said a million. Wow. And and there was no guarantee. Wow. And I was like, God, I can't believe you did this to me. And that started my journey because I kept getting prophetic word after prophetic word after prophetic word. And people would see me and they would come and they questioned my faith and they questioned what I was doing as a wife and you need to do this. And I was like, enough is enough. Wow. I was mean, I was nasty, and I was bitter. <laughs> oh, Lord, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, right. I was, I, was not the, I was not the good soldier. I was a minister, ministering. But when it came to that subject right there, oh, it, it became off limits. Oh, wow. Mm. And I was like, God, why are they doing this to me? And God told me, he said, what did I tell you? He said, I told you, I was going to bless you. I was going to open your womb. I never said it would be natural. I just said, I was going to do this for you. Wow. And I had to find peace with that. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Because I'm glad you said that, that God said, I never said it was going to be natural. Because Mm -hmm. that's the thing where we we feel like that if God promised me a baby, then I'm going to conceive the baby myself. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's just not the case. And so for anybody listening, I need you to know that if God said you're going to have a baby, you are going to have a baby. That that's th- that word is bond. That's absolutely. What mm-hmm. However, your method to motherhood may look different from a natural pregnancy. Absolutely. OK, Cassandra, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, he told me. And so I began to find comfort in that. And so when people would come to me and I, it wasn't that I didn't lose hope. I kept hope. I kept hope until like three, four years ago when I had to go and actually have uh, a hysterectomy. And I was like, wait a oh, minute. Wow. I was like, hold on, Jesus, because I was keeping hope alive. And right. I was like. I was like, okay, uh-uh, God, we still able. Listen, Sarah was, listen, I know all the scriptures. I knew all of them. I was like, she was almost 100. I, listen, I ain't 100 yet. But then I really thought about the quality of life of me and my husband when the doctor was like, look, ma'am, you're going to have to make some decisions. We can go in and do this, but they're going to come back. And I said, wait a minute. I have a 15-year-old that's about to be out of the house. Mm-hmm. That part. Right. At five, in five years, I got one leaving, and then I'm going to be chasing one? Nah, I'm good. Father, I'm good. (laughs) Bless the name of the Lord. I'm good. I got nieces. (laughs) But God knew, because here's the thing, y'all. One of the things that my husband brought it back to me when we were talking about, because like I said, I kept hope alive, right? Uh The doctor said some statistics in that office when we sat in there. He said, Miss Williams, he said, you can get pregnant. He said, and if you do fertility drugs, you're going to have more eggs than most. So I need you to look at this little thing to see if you can donate and all of this. He said, but here's your problem. He said, here's what's going to be your problem. If you don't make it to the hospital for a C-section, you may not make it through labor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. 
He said, there's a 90% chance that you won't survive. I heard there's a 10% chance that it's going to be okay. Right, right. My husband was like, my husband was like, I don't want it without you. Oh. So all of these years, I couldn't feel out, you know, I couldn't figure out what our disconnect was. But when he heard the numbers, he heard my wife could die. Yeah. I heard that's a chance. What are you talking about, sir? And we had to have some honest conversations about um and he was like no I'm good and I was like okay oh, wow. but I had to get past all of that in my head of feeling like I was less than a woman I was less mm. than because I couldn't produce in the way that other women did right and, and I'm love, sitting here I love that because it's like God set you up with he knew the 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 man to put in your life to that you would marry right to be your husband to mm-hmm. have that compassion to have that spirit to be like you know what if she can't have babies that's fine I'd rather just have my wife right right yeah and he was like no I don't want it without you and then we we started you know fostering and doing those things and we had the people promise that you can you look we promise when the baby is born and we had them call us and say I'm not going to be able to give them up we got the six-week-old that, you know, just freshly born. He's going to be yours. Family comes in and gets him. Wow. We went through all of that. And it was like disappointment after disappointment. And so that's why I said I became bitter. So if somebody came up and wanted to prophesy to me, a bet, a bet, they got out. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Oh. I shut all the way down. Because it was such a hurtful place until I got into the face of the father to know what he was saying to me. They meant well, y'all. Yeah. People mean well. They're not coming from a mean place, but they don't understand what it feels like when people are coming up to y'all ain't pregnant yet. Oh (laughs) if I could do it, I would have. Right. And I was the one to say that. (laughs) That part. Right. So y'all know how I feel about them questions. Yes. And you know you know me. Yes. I'm a whole, I have a whole campaign for it. Mind your own uterus, please. Mind your own you. uterus. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And so I had a lady to come and she gave me a book. And it was the first book that I had ever read, but I understood when I read it, it gave me peace because I wasn't I was no longer alone. Mm. She didn't know what to say to me. Because they had said, look, you need to go to the doctor, tell them to do an ultrasound because things are going to be hidden. And da, 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 da. So for months, they were like, go get the test, get the test. And so I'm telling the doctor, can you just do a test? I'm on the table. Mm. And nothing. Mm. I didn't know what I was supposed to do with that. Wow. And I shut it down for like 72 hours. People were like, please call me. I was like, I'm not talking. None of y'all. Don't talk, <laughs> right. Y'all don't want to you know. But I had to get to a uh, but we went through the process and we wanted a baby and the um foster care system we had um we were foster parents in the foster care system and they called and they said we have a three year old. Oh wow. That was like my max. I was like, I don't want I don't want nothing over three. And he was he was literally three. And he had just turned three in August. We got him October the 7th. 
we went and picked him up. And they said, if you'll take him, they said, the, the thing about you taking him is this. This is going to be, if once the rights uh, are terminated, will you adopt him? Oh. I said, oh. yes. They oh. said, we don't think she's going to do right, and none of the family will take him. So wow. we're going to run your, if you know anything about the foster care system, they said, we're going to run your plans consecutively. Normally, one ends and yours picks up. They ran them at the same time. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. okay. So the minute they went and said, hey, their rights are terminated in court that day, we went to the attorney the following day to start adoption proceedings. Oh, so oh okay. Quick. Okay. That's real quick. Yeah. So we had him, the whole time we were having him, they were running us as if we were adoptive parents, you know, fostering to adopt him. And so it just clicked over. And he became ours <laughs> that oh, following um, April. Um, he became wow. legally ours, and he's been with us. We've had him now for, he just turned 16, so 13 years. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. And so I know, Cassandra, um, we were talking on one of your clubhouses, and you were saying that even after you brought the baby home, it was still an adjustment process. Can you talk to us about that? Mm -hmm. Because I had been in my battle. I had been in my struggle for so long that I didn't know how. And then I still had the desire for my own. So once the baby was here transitioning, I thought they were still coming to get him. It was a year before I realized, wait, he has our name. He's not going nowhere. Wow. I'm the mama. Hold on. Wait, I'm the mama. Wow. <laughs> And it's I was like, so funny. I was like, I have to get my head together. Wow. <laughs> right. And and I know a lot of people can relate to that. Maybe not like that exact thing, but similar to it. Because sometimes God will give us what we're asking for. And then we'll still be surprised. We'll still be like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's like, is this real? Let me pinch myself. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Right. Or are you coming to take it back? Yes. Right. That, part. that part. I don't get to that keep part. it. You like playing with me? Waiting for the shoe to drop, right? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, what's when is it? When is the shoe gonna drop? Nope, nope. Like, what's about nope. to happen? Like, right. So we harden our hearts so we can prepare ourselves. It doesn't work. Yes, so yeah. true. And you just to be sitting there like, Lord, and he'd be like, it's okay, it's okay, and it's like. Are you sure? Are you sure? And so I finally had to get myself together and I had to say, wait, you're his mom. And then because we had more wow. than um, we got to know his uh, biological parents because I was like, in case there's ever anything going on, I need to be able to call you guys. And eventually I had to we had to kind of shift some of that relationship as well to be who he needed us to be because he was always comparing me. Mm. Oh wow! To his mom because he knew her. He was with her for three years, so he yeah. knew her. So I was just his wife. I was the woman that fed him and clothed him, and that was it. That was but, it. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> and so it took us a minute to, um, you know, for us to get that uh, that connection. But yeah, that was an adjustment period because I was where I was, and I was so used to protecting and defending myself that. 
when the blessing came, I wasn't open like I should have been. Yeah. And that's a good lesson, though. It is. To, to let stuff go and to really, you know, deal with your brokenness and deal with your mm-hmm. trauma. Because if you don't deal with your trauma, then once you get what you're asking for, you're, you're still going to be traumatic. It's right. still going to be a traumatic process because you never dealt with the previous trauma. And so for us trying to conceive, deal with your feelings about the miscarriage. Deal with your feelings about having to wait in this process. Deal with all that stuff now. Because what we don't want is for, you know, you to conceive or you to have a baby. And then you still have feelings of rejection or you still have feelings of anger and bitterness. And you take it out on the kid. Like we can't do Right. hmm Absolutely. Because they bring it out of you. <laughs> I heard. I, I believe it. Like, I believe my it. friends that are parents are like, ooh, child. Mm-hmm. And and here's me, okay? I was naive even to that because I was like, oh, okay. But I had a whole different set of things because now I ha- we have brought in... He's he's more like me and my husband. For real, God got a sense of humor, okay? he He's us. But he's also his parents. So when there are certain things that show up, I'm like, why are you acting? And I have to think. That comes from the other bloodline. Yeah. And so we have to have conversations that you have a choice to make, similar to what we have to do with our Christian walk, that we can disconnect from this bloodline that we were once a part of and we are adopted and engrafted into the household of faith we had to have that same conversation to let him know you don't have to continue down the path that you are trying to go down because that's from an old bloodline that you're no longer associated with Mm. that's good though that's really good so how often do you pray over him or did like, how often did you pray over him to break the generational curses? I, I know you had the conversation, but what, what was praying. your prayer? Um, we, we still pray. <laughs> Listen, he's 16 now, honey. Listen, yeah. it's a whole different it's prayer. Whole different but, but yeah, but when we, I had to, I, first of all, I had to identify it. Um, mm-hmm. That was my first thing was, God, show me who he is. And when I learned that he's a lot like my husband, but his spiritual gifts are me. He has my gifting. And so when I identified what his giftings were, I could identify the warfare. Mm. Because the enemy started coming for me even when I was younger. So I was able to pray and cut off the spirit of suicide and confusion and, you know, all of these things. And I was able to be understanding of what he was going through because I I had seen it before. Mm. And so then I had to begin to teach him. Recently, we've began to teach him. Not only are we praying over him, but we've been teaching him how to pray over himself and how to take authority Mm. to say when these thoughts are coming that you don't just lock yourself in your room. Right. You come downstairs and you be amongst people and you redirect yourself and, you know, just different things like that. And so we just begin to pray to be like, listen, you don't have to. We're going to believe the word of the Lord, whatever God has said over you. And then I began to pray that God would um, reveal to him who he was, because even though he was adopted into a good family, he still had the abandonment and the rejection because she didn't want me. And I was like, that, you know, and when he was, was, you know, we just recently had those conversations to be like, no, that's not the case. 
but she was addicted to drugs. Yeah. And she couldn't take care of you. She loved you enough. You know, that was always what we told them. She loved you enough to let you come live with us. And she started getting sick a few years ago. And she did. She called us and she said, because of what I'm going through, I understand now why he's not with us. Wow. He's not with me because he, she just passed away like maybe two months ago. Oh, so just before his 16th birthday. Oh, wow. And I, and I, my heart went out because I said, what if we wouldn't have been in place? And what if yeah. he had, I, I, it's been a road, but what Absolutely. if he had had to bury her? I couldn't even, I just broke down and cried because oh, I couldn't wow. even imagine him having to go through that. Wow. So is he still processing that? Like how, how did he process that death? How, what, um, was, what was that like for him? Um, he is still, he is still processing it. Mm. Um, to a, to a certain extent, but we had let him know that she was sick. So he kind of mm-hmm. was, it was just, Oh God, she's not here. But honestly, I think it was a little bit of a release for him. Because he was always holding on to, she's coming back for me. Wow. It was kind of like a finalization of that part of his life. Wow. That he could really disconnect. How did you handle that? Because I know um, I'm I'm a part of my my mother passed when I was young, and so my my mother now has had to go through something similar to where you know i was in a place where even though my mother had died i still was holding on to my mom um mm-hmm. so that transition so how does that transition look how did that feel like to you like how what emotions were tied to that like how did that feel where it was like as much as you loved your child as much as you loved him it was him separating from that idea how did that make you feel um for me, that had been a struggle because I dealt with rejection and abandonment mm, and I had to yeah. allow God to really heal me because for a long time it was personal mm. and I felt rejected mm. and I was like, he's supposed to love me, right. <laughs> you know, right. and it was like, God was like, he does, but this is what's going on. And so once God healed me, I was okay with understanding and being able to talk to him about who she was and he could come and he could talk to me um, about their connection. Because he would call me and he was like, what is she doing? She's crying. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? We're driving down the street. And I would call. Sure enough, I would call and she was like, yeah, I'm having a rough day. You know, that's the kind of things that he would do. And I would be like, okay, okay. Okay, but you know, but then the connection came, you know, you know, we did build that connection, but my walls had to come down. I couldn't be protecting myself because he couldn't get in. Yeah, yeah. So it was more of me um, meeting him and figuring out how we met. Now, he immediately took to my husband. My husband was his dad like two weeks in. He was, it was good. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But he was loyal to her. Wow. So he 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 consistently held out hope for his mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. And I've seen I've seen that, you know, several times. Um I have quite a few adopted 
uh, family members. Um, so I have seen that. Um, was, was there ever a time where she tried to take him or influence him that he needed to be with her? We, we monitored so that that would not happen. Okay. Um, and he was so young, he would re he would act out. And mm -hmm. so we had to start limiting and monitoring all of those because if he saw her, it took me, it took us about a week or two to get his behavior back under control because he mm -hmm. didn't know what to do with all of those emotions because yeah. he didn't have the words at that time. Mm -hmm. So it was coming out in his behavior. Um, so what we had to do was at one point we just had to say, look, can you love him enough to give him space? Mm -hmm. This is not healthy for him. You're being, you know, and, and basically I told her, I said, he is, you're being selfish because he can't handle the visits. He can't handle the conversations because he doesn't understand why he can't go with you when he sees you. He can't go where you are when he talks to you. Mm. And she was like, you know what? I said, you can continue this and it's going to hurt him or you can love him enough to let him live. And she said, I do. And so what I had to do was not only was I ministering to him, I had to minister to her. Wow. I mean, God will set you up, won't he? <laughs> he will. <laughs> he will set you all he the way did. up. All the way he up. He did. Wow. Because it takes a certain level of strength yes. to be able to minister to the biological mom of my child. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And to not only that, but to deal with what you had not dealt with the to to have the revelation of the emotions and things that you needed to heal and deal with within this so that you could then understand your child like god will just set you all the way up just you it just never know a whole set up oh my goodness wow yeah god was like he's you and I'm wow. like, what? He's like, all of that, that's you. And I was like, wow. Okay, okay. And God was like, no, you got, you gotta. He said, you see that? He said, that's the big version that's inside of you. You gotta heal if you're gonna stop it from growing up inside of him. Because I was dealing with rage, he was dealing with anger. Wow. Now, for our listeners, tell us the difference the difference between rage and anger. Anger is the emotion that you feel when something is done that causes you harm. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. When Jesus came into the mm -hmm. temple, he had a righteous indignation. He was angry mm -hmm. that they were selling stuff in the temple. He, you know, turned over chairs. Mm -hmm. Rage mm -hmm. is a sin because now you have no control over what you're doing, what you're saying, mm -hmm. how it is controlling you. Wow. And th this is how people harm others. You know, that's when you start burning down buildings and yep. cutting people and busting out windows and all this other stuff. And so anger left undealt with becomes rage. Wow. And you said you were dealing with rage. And so I had rage that wow. it took a lot to get me angry. But when I was angry... I was angry. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I was angry. 
and it would scare it would literally scare me one time my I had a friend it, it pays to have people that know you mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> and I'm very transparent y'all I will tell on me okay because ain't yeah. nobody gotta tell on me I'm gonna tell on me but she literally told me she said your eyes change colors when you get angry wow she said, that's not just anger she said your eyes turn red and she would back up and she'd be like nobody touch her she would not touch she wouldn't let anybody touch me and wow. she'd be like don't say anything because at that moment when that was on me I didn't care who you were somebody was going to get hurt oh my goodness and so it used to scare me and so when when we got Christian I was like oh my god I was like he said "Mm -mm, that's you he said if you don't get control of this inside of you he said you can't deal with him and what he got going on because it's in you so you can't put the spirit out of the house if you bringing it back in Ooh. Oh, child. Checkmate. Jesus. My Lord. Okay. I put my happy hips on the altar. I said, yes, Lord. (laughs) My husband was like, I said, I can't deal with him. I can't discipline. I can't do anything. And I didn't. I was like, I can't discipline. I can't say nothing. mm -mm, I've got to deal with me. And I went and I dealt with me. And once I dealt with me, when he started acting up, I said, I see you. And now you don't live here. I can put you out. I can put you out. Yep. Exactly. That's right. And so for those that are listening that are like, what do you mean her son can't live here? She wasn't talking to her son per se. She was talking to the spirit inside of her son. So I just want to be clear because I don't want nobody to be like, somebody that put their own son out. No, that's not what we're saying. That is not what we're saying. What we're saying was she, she communicated with the spirit that was inside of her son, making her son angry and told that spirit to get out. Exactly. And if y'all mm-hmm. need a reference, go watch the war room. Yes. Right. <laughs> Real point. But that's so, Go ahead, Alicia. So uh, as far as your family dynamic, I know you said you had a 15 year old. So at this point, your 15 year old had graduated. Was he now out of the house or? No, he's 16. No, 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 not your child now. I think you mentioned a, a 15 year old that you were like, I'm done. I'm good. We don't need to have kids at this point. No, no, no. That was um, that was just three years ago. It's the same okay. son now. Yeah, oh, he was. Okay. Uh, yeah, you. we were like, ooh, in five years, he's going to be gone, gone. Okay. We're going to have a whole new life. <laughs> gotcha. Right. We gonna have, look, I'm, I'm like, we on a five year plan to be empty nesters. I can't be having no kid going into kindergarten. Okay. I don't blame you. <laughs> Listen, that and that is and quite real. Did you feel guilty that you felt like that? No, actually, you know what? I finally felt relieved. Ooh, I love okay, that. Okay, explain. I have been carrying. I had been carrying that since we got married. Wow. That to to wanting the desire and the want wanting to give my husband a child whatever the cost wow and so when that decision was made and i was like oh my god babe we can live because can i be honest i'm gonna have one trans another transparent moment with y'all because when they first started talking about the infertility i didn't want to have sex i went through a season i didn't want to why i wasn't gonna get pregnant why oh wow 
Wow, that's real. Please say that again. Like I want to, I want to dissect that because I'm mm-hmm. sure there's going to be a woman who's going to hear this and be like, "Oh, that's me. That's me." Yeah, like <laughs> that's the whole thing. That yeah. Please di- like go into more detail because you know I'm I'm still you know in the process of trying to get to being married and try to have some kids. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What's the point?" Because it was like I, I was sick of the the little um, ovulation kid. It was everything was a chore because it was like, okay, you got to watch and make sure you're eating right. You got to watch and make sure you ovulate. Are you ovulating? And I'm married to a truck driver. He is not home like that, right? Oh, yeah. So, so it's a whole lot of things. And so it was just like, you know what? I'm not good. And in my, in my mindset, literally, it was, why am I doing this? I'm not going to get pregnant. What is the point? I don't want to. And so I was doing it out of obligation. There was not really any pleasure in it. I was so disconnected in that area. And I went on a journey. Um, Remember, I've been in this journey. And I've been in this space since about 26, 27. When we started going to the doctor. 40, I found myself. Wow. And I went through the process of learning who I was, what I like. Something happened at 40, y'all. And who I was, (laughs) what I like. And this new woman came home and he was like, wait a minute. And so once we got to that place, I had some old mothers. I went to this new church and I said, Lord, where's the mothers? I need some women because I don't understand. Lord, is this really going to be okay? And they said... You you're gonna be all right. You're gonna thank us in about two in about two three weeks, okay? <laughs> two months definitely. And so it took me ten weeks to heal. It literally took me about two months to heal. And so when they saw me, they said, "How you doing?" I said, "Mother, I'm good. Life is good." <laughs> wow. Because after all of that and didn't have the stress or anything like that, I was like, wait. This is this is what I remember from yeah. years ago. Yeah. I started feeling stuff I hadn't felt before. Yes. Come on, made sex. I love it. Oh God. I was like, yes, honey, yes. He was like, Are you okay? I said, Yes, sir. I'm good. Like, did he notice that it was a chore to you and it was no longer pleasurable for you? He felt it. Okay. Um, He's very perceptive. Um, He didn't really bring it up because he knew where it was was coming from. Mm. But see, he was going through his own process as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. we often talk from a woman's perspective, but men are going through the the very same thing. thing. They're just not as vocal as we are. And so for him, it was like, I just, you know, his thing was, I just don't want to be on a time schedule. I'm, I just, ugh. he was over it. Right. Mm. And so when we came back together, he was like, what? And so what? now I have this new husband, like telling me that today, he says, so when are we going on a date again? What? Hey, come on now. Come on, date night. Yes. I said, what? He said, yeah, because we got stuck. And here's the thing, y'all. We got stuck in a rut with because we went through the foster care system. You couldn't leave the kids with anybody. 
for a period of time when they were under your care, you, you know, you had to literally be there unless it was like my mom or somebody, you couldn't leave them. So it took us a while to get out of that, that, Oh, he's ours. We can leave him with with other people. people. (laughs) Right. We can, he can stay overnight, you know? And so now he's older. So we've had to transition again. He's 16. He can stay home and we can go somewhere. Right. So it's just, you know, the evolving wow. of it, of the mindset that has to shift throughout the journey um, of the different phases that you go through in life. Wow. I, so wow. It's basically like you had a learning curve with this whole process. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Because, because the thing is, I, I, I like to say when you adopt, he didn't grow in my stomach, but he did grow in my heart. Oh, right. yeah. I love that. I love that. And so you can't tell my heart he does not belong to me. Oh, I love that. The, the, the heart does not separate, you know, the two. But I did have a learning curve because he would, you know, we didn't have the time to cuddle and to connect. You know, the, all the things that you do with a newborn. I had a three-year-old, like, what you want to eat? Right, pretty much. <laughs> what do you eat? <laughs> he could vocalize and verbalize how he what he wanted and stuff, right? Yeah. Right. And so it was like, God, I gotta get this child to eat something. He right. wanted but macaroni cheese, uh what was it, macaroni cheese, chicken nuggets, and um uh, pancakes. <laughs> oh <Okay>. wow. <laughs> He's like, this is it. That's all I need. We're good. Yep, that 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 was it. But it was a it was a um it was a learning curve. It's a great journey. Um some people say, you know, because we always wondered at the beginning of our process, could we love, you know, because some, some people may say, Can I love a child that I didn't birth? Mm. And yeah, you can. You absolutely can, yeah. Because this that was a choice. We got to choose him. Right. Oh, I love that. Wow. So do you feel that he is now choosing you? Or did have you have you felt that he's cho- chosen you? I, I do. I, I feel like it's easier for him mm. to settle into my role and who I am now. Because his his loyalty is not being pulled in two Ooh. different directions. I love that. Wow, Cassandra. Gosh, I love this story. This is so amazing. So much to <laughs> oh know. I wow. told you I, I love what you do. That you are. Um, because not everybody would be uh, this transparent, but also absolutely not everybody will be real with others or even themselves about the you know the hard emotions that they had themselves. Because you mm-hmm. know we be trying to front like it, the the saints be trying to front like everything be okay when really it don't be. So I'm glad that you are you are brave enough to even say, "Hey, I had issues, y'all." Like absolutely I was, I was okay. Even after the baby was in my house for a year. I was was not okay right um, and so that's amazing to know that you know women who are out here adopting like you may feel some stuff but it's okay mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, and I, it's a real it process yeah it's a process 
and it's okay to you know feel like it's a process it's not just you're supposed to be you know 100% like day two of having the baby in your house if you are that's cool but if you're not that's okay too because it's a whole process Mm -hmm. the emotional process it's a spiritual process and it's physically a process so that's okay that's a lot (laughs) it's a lot and not only that you know you've got to be you've got to be prayerful just all the time um Mm -hmm. because like you were saying you had to pray over you still have to pray over your son and pray to you know the the demons that he didn't ask for you know, are attached to his bloodline and and declaring over his life that they're no longer attached and rebuking those things uh, daily. And I think that's just with any parent overall, always constantly, uh, consistently uh, praying for your child and over your child. So, um, wow. Yeah, Yeah. because so many times we allow teachers and we allow other people to speak over them, Mm -hmm. but our words have power. Absolutely. And they don't even really see what you see and what God has shown you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes I have to catch myself and I have to be like, Lord, help me to pray the right thing. Because I want to react out of emotions when certain things are done. And I'm like, what were you thinking? And then I have to remember who he is spiritually. I'm like, child, go on and get your testimony. It's all right. I'm going to be okay. I'm good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, and it's not a reflection. Here's the thing. It's not a reflection of me as a parent. It's just his testimony. Yep. He's gathering his testimony. And some people get it younger than others. Yeah. Wow. That's so true. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah, because the enemy used to come and he used to fight me with what are people going to say? And you're not being a good mom because he's doing this and he's doing that and they're doing this and they're doing that. And I'm just like, I'm just a crazy lady over here. <laughs> and I'm like, look, this, look, Lord, this, I'm, is this what I pray for? Is this, You know, and I had to be wow. like, you know what? Yeah, he is. And you're not going to take, you know, this is now our seed. You're, you can't have him. Absolutely. And I had to begin yeah. to war, you know, for him. Yeah. And God said, well, you know, God asked me, he said, will you fight for him? Wow. Wow. That's and I had to settle myself in that. Yeah. Wow. But I think it's, I'm, I, I'm so glad that you knew how to fight, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of us don't don't be knowing how to fight. Uh, a lot of us are not aware of the spiritual side of parenthood, but because of who you are and what God has graced you to do and walk in, you knew how to fight. Uh, because I think it made your process a little bit easier, not totally easy or totally stress-free, but it made it easier because you knew what to do in, in the moment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was able to tap into, you know, the, I may I got mad for a minute now. I'm not gonna say that I was, I was <laughs> mad, and I was, and and I was on enough, honest enough to tell God, I'm mad with you. I got an issue with you right now, mm. because this right here, you said, and you got me out here looking crazy. That's how I felt. I'm mm. just honest. That's how I felt, because mm. I was like, now look, I, every because my journey was on display. It wasn't like mm. we were having a secret journey. He was putting it on display. The first prophetic word I ever got about my desire for for children came in a Bible study where somebody said it publicly. Nobody knew I desired children. 
I've wow. never spoken it out loud. Oh, wow. So wow. it was put out there. For, God started the ball rolling. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I'm like, you did this to me. But what happened was the first time I went and the first person that I ever met and they were talking about them wanting children. And I was on the opposite side. We had gotten our son by that time. And we started talking. And all I could do was laugh. And I said, you're going to be okay. Hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was able to tell her my story. I was able to tell her it was okay for her to be angry. I was able to tell her it was okay for her to feel the emotions because what I didn't want it to do was fester into bitterness. I wanted mm -hmm. her to be honest in the moment of what she was feeling. And so that she would not have to be in that place as long as I was because I held it and I was silent. And that's why I love what Jerry does. I love, I wish mm -hmm. I had had a wound prep when I was going through what I was going through. Yeah. But I'm grateful that God was there. And I'm grateful that he taught me how to pray. He taught me how to hear his voice Amen. and to just really focus on what did he say? He would say, what did I say? And I said, you said, yes, you, would, you said yes. you would open my womb that you were going to bless us. He said, that's what you hold on to. You can negate everything else that people are saying. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? Yes. And that's Cause everybody else was hearing stuff that, We'll they only on. hear in part, though. They only hear in part. That's right. But they was prophesying over me like it was going to be tomorrow. And when tomorrow didn't come, I was like, listen. Wow. I can totally relate to that. So I've said <laughs> this a lot of times. If I don't get not one more pregnancy prophecy, I am good. Okay. I am so good. Mm -hmm. So I had to take that word back after Cassandra touched my stomach, though, because I was like, Lord, you funny. Because yeah. I had this conversation with the Lord. I was like, yeah, no, Lord, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and then co-pastor be calling me out in church. Cassandra didn't touch my stomach. It's been a whole thing this year. <laughs> so, That's God. Like, that is God. That is God. <laughs> and I was just like, Lord, but, but remember what I said, Lord. And Lord was like, no, remember what I said. Right. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, and so that's encouraging, Cassandra, because now I know I'm not uh, not alone with this whole pregnancy prophecy thing. But I also know that God is faithful regardless of how I feel about the prophecies. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, and that's a lesson that we could all learn that God is faithful, and no matter what people are saying, no matter how you, even how you feel in the moment, go with what God said. Mm -hmm. Let that be your rock. Let that be your anchor. Because mm -hmm. if you go with what God said, you gonna be straight forever, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and have some people around you that when you can't carry it, they can. Yes. Exactly. Um, I remember being in a service. And our pastor began to prophesy to this lady. And basically, she was like, don't lie to me. And he was telling her she was going to have a baby. I was on the other side of the room and began to wail because I know what that desire was like. Oh, and I was wailing for her. And I was crying out in a way she couldn't. And when I got up, God said, that's your assignment. Wow. And I prayed for her for nine months. Oh, wow. wow. Nine. 
until they called and they said the baby is here and he said now you're released wow so what she couldn't carry god put people around her to carry it and he was born on time and he was born healthy praise god yes yes god that makes me so happy to hear that but it's so important like you said Cassandra to have people around you that can lift Absolutely. you up when you just like I, I just can't today I can't do it yeah like like mm-hmm. today it's a no for me today right so it's important to have, you know because a lot of us are strong women and you know we're bosses and all these things but sometimes you just got to put that persona down and be like I don't have it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's okay to put it down and, and say I don't have it um, especially if God has graced you with sisters and with other women they be like, girl, I got you. That's a blessing to have, girl, I got you. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And Everybody so got to have had... that girl, I got you, friend. Right. <laughs> Everybody needs a girl, I got you, friend. Yes. Because there are going to be some days where you just can't have yourself. There are going to be some days where you can't be your own strong friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Any last remarks? I don't. This has been amazing. So thank you for your your story, your journey, and your transparency. It has blessed me on today. So thank you so much, Minister Cassandra. Thank you for having me. (laughs) This has been a treat, my friend. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm glad I got to hear your story a little bit more. Uh, It makes sense why you was touching my stomach now. I won't hold it against you anymore. (laughs) And I stand in agreement that that baby will be here next year. I stand in oh Lord, okay. You only need two. That's it. That's it. They say where two or more are gathered. Exactly. So, hey. <laughs> yes. But Sandra, I have enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you so much for telling us your story and just being so transparent and so honest about your process. Um, can you pray us out? Sure. Um, And thank you again for um, allowing me to um, for allowing me to come and to share it. I think this has been the first platform that I've ever shared it open. Wow. Like this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To just be open. Um, I normally share it individually um, with women, but um, it's another passion to let women know it's okay. God can handle your vulnerability. And where the place where you are, he wants to meet you there. So, Father, we thank you you, for this time. We thank you for transparency, God. I I pray that these words will bring comfort and bring healing, that my journey was purposed by you. And that tonight or whenever these ladies are going to hear this podcast, that it will bring comfort. It will bring joy. It will give them peace in their journey oh no Uh oh i don't know where cassandra went but lord we thank you on today Mm. thank you for this conversation lord god we thank you that you are in the midst of this conversation letting us know whatever our journey looks like that it really is okay lord god we thank you for the reminder that we don't have to do everything on our own and we don't we're not totally alone all of the time oh god we thank you for the reminder that you have placed people in our vicinities that are going to help us and hold us up oh god so lord we just come to you and we say thank you 
We thank you for what you're doing in each and every one of our lives, oh God. We thank you that you are working our stories out for our good, but also for your glory, Lord God. We thank you that even though, even uh, some of us, our stories don't look like what we thought it should or would have looked like, oh God, that you are in the midst of it all, oh God. So Lord, we just thank you for being a present help in the time of trouble, Lord God. We thank you that you are a God that is present. You are here with us, walking beside us on this journey, oh God. You have not left us. You have not forsaken us oh god and so lord we thank you for that one today oh god and so god we just give your your name all praise honor and glory lord god we know that you are working lord god we praise you oh god for how you're going to work our situations and our stories out oh god and we praise you for not leaving us when we left you lord we say thank you on tonight oh god we love you we thank you and we praise you it's in your son jesus name amen 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 all right, loves, nice. that wraps up this um, episode of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. Don't forget that the Journey to Motherhood experience tickets are still on sale. Um, the conference is November 12th and 13th here in Atlanta, Georgia. Make sure you're uh, well, there. Yes, make sure you're there. It's going to be absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to see all of your faces. Uh, if you need more information or if you want to go get your tickets, go to the J the letter the number two the letter M experience.com the word the the letter J the number two the letter M experience.com as always if you are looking for a group of women that get what you're going through that understand your struggle and understand the emotions attached to your struggle i invite you to uh, join our womb prep private group on facebook uh, message me inbox me dm me for details about that but we would love to have you all right loves that's it for today until next week we love you guys and of course we are praying for you all all right y'all bye Love you. Bye.